Media Talks, the podcast that helps to better understand the world of media and video advertising. Hello and welcome to the second edition of Media Talks. During the next 15 minutes, we'll explore together with our guests some issues, opportunities or market trends that are unfolding in our media industry. Today, we'll specifically talk about programmatic, and I have the immense pleasure to welcome Charlie Glynn from Charge4. Hello, Charlie. Hi, thanks for having me on the podcast. Charlie, before joining Charge4, you spent many years in the ad tech world, eight of which at Afipuff and Avas as the head of programmatic. You are now the ad tech lead for four sales, Channel 4's Ad Sales House, where you manage all the sales advertising systems, both linear and digital. Is that correct? Yes. Good. Yes. Yeah, so you've done a bit of programmatic, but also now in the TV world. It's a very, very exciting place to be right now. And um, as I understand, you're also a member of Bloom UK, an initiative providing professional support for women within the communication industry. And you're also a board member at ClearCast, the UK ad clearance organization. You're a busy woman. Yes, <laughs> yeah, a few things going on. <laughs> Charlie, so just before we dive in, in a, a few weeks ago, you announced the launch of all four private marketplaces. Could you just give us a quick overview of what the announcement was about? Yeah, sure. So, Essentially, the Channel 4 private marketplace is its a new way that you can buy Channel 4 inventory. Uh, so programmatic, it might be a familiar concept to, to many people for, for those that, it, that are maybe new to it. In a nutshell, operationally, it means that Channel 4 doesn't allocate the ads that will appear to a user when they're watching content. They don't allocate that upfront. So what that means is that when uh, somebody is watching one of our leading um, shows on all four. Um, we actually run an auction in real time every time uh, an ad slot becomes available. That means that advertisers, they can choose to bid if that ad slot is something that they think is valuable to them. And essentially, the highest bid wins the ad slot and the ad gets delivered. So we've worked with a number of trusted partners to get this integration all up and running, um, including yourselves at Freewheel. I've been our, our SSP in this whole process. But if buyers want to access um, our inventory programmatically, they can do so on the DSPs that we've integrated with, which are so far, which are the Trade Desk and also Google's DSP DV360. So a couple of options there. Okay, very good. That's nice, nice and clear. So just to dig a little deeper and, and, and maybe without going too technical, but could you share what's really important about this and what, you know, what, what's the big deal? Definitely. So coming from a background in programmatic, um, you know, it grew immensely over the last kind of 10, 15 years. And it's now the standard for digital and video advertising. You know, I think 70% of digital display is done in that way. Um, and then on the video side, it's a huge market now. Like US, I think, is estimated at around $14 billion and the UK at 2.6. So, and this is only growing, right? But the difference is that it's not been a standard way of, of trading and buying um, for broadcasters, especially in the UK. And so we're the first ones to do it. Um, and we're very proud that we've managed to, to finally um, crack, crack the nut and, and be able to do it as well, because it's very different compared to normal TV. Um, like I said, direct TV is organized up front and it's guaranteed. 
but this is almost completely the opposite. It's a non-guaranteed way of working um, and also can be done in real time and um, depending on when people might need to advertise. Um, it's also been incredibly difficult. Um, it's been a long time coming, and again, why we've been working with so like with few trusted partners and with your you know with yourselves at Free Will has been really important to us. Um, the mechanics of TV um, and also by extension, you know, video on demand is is the pricing is so heavily interlinked. So working that out to com to bring the two different ways of working together has been really complicated. Um, and like I said, that's where our close partnerships have been really crucial because. It's been new ground for all of us to work it all out. Um, and we're really excited that we've managed to get this far. Awesome. Yes. Um, and so in some ways, what, what are the, 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 the key benefits for agencies or advertisers or uh, maybe ultimately for the consumer? So there are numerous benefits. I'd say there's you know, three key ones that I can think of really that you have flexibility. Like I said, usually you've got everything done up front, but in this situation, you don't have those long lead times. If you, as a as a brand and an advertiser, um, have you know incremental budget or something that you want to um, make the most out of, maybe a, a situation where um, certain advertising would be really, really um, relevant to a user, you now have the option to put those ads in a in a premium broadcaster VOD. Um, space um rather than which was well, rather than anywhere else and um, so it's another option and, and that flexibility it's more accessible so tv's usually been a really big focus for those larger agencies um with trading deals and how it's all managed as well but this new way of working with programmatic means that it can be a lot more accessible to independents or even for clients that are working um, and doing their programmat programmatic directly in-house, which obviously is another big growing area for programmatic and um, where clients are bringing that in-house. But so hopefully that accessibility is another really key benefit. Uh, and then lastly, efficiency. So that programmatic has been um, really pushed as, as the efficient way of being able to deliver um, traditional display advertising and it's now becoming much more mainstream from a video perspective because advertisers pay for the impressions that they value and for the users that they want to hit um, so that's already what's quite interesting is that's already accounted for in linear tv because you pay for the impacts that are generated from um, the content that um, the publisher is, is, is showing but programmatic is essentially the digital way of doing that. Um, and like I said, in the guarantee of a brand safe and premium content environment. So those three main three three main things I, I'd say are the key benefits for, for everybody, both advertisers and clients directly. Okay, so flexibility, accessibility and efficiency. Yes. So I just wanted to take a step back um, and maybe take a, a more sort of macro vision how does this change or complement what was there before? And how does it fit into your overall strategy? So I suppose it's, it's, been, it's a really changing landscape in terms of the way people are consuming TV. And I think anyone that works in this space would be stupid to not acknowledge that because we know that people are moving more towards digital or connected TV devices. So 
Channel 4 launched their Future 4 strategy in October last year, um, which essentially just draws a line in the sand and as about what our strategy is moving forward. And we've put digital at the heart of that. Um, so much so we've actually got a specific revenue target of 30% to be of our revenue to come from digital by 2025. So we've got a real focus on this at the moment. Um, now, that's pretty risky. We're, we're an ad-funded public service broadcaster, so we need our advertising to work. Um, otherwise, we won't exist. Um, we don't rely on license fee um, money. So it's it's really important for us to get this right. But as a result, it's really important to therefore have the content aligned with what we're trying to do commercially. Because if you don't have those two strategies aligned, commercial and content, we can't succeed with this. Like we can't push new digital advertising solutions like programmatic if we don't have that solid content um, and that experience for a user to actually um, enjoy the platform and enjoy what we're putting out there. Um, so that's been really, really important for us. And I think that's always been part of Channel 4, um, but is even like it's, it's, it's an even bigger kind of part of what we're trying to do now to kind of make sure that we've got those two parts aligned and that's what's going to enable us to go into these kind of new areas like programmatic. Um, for us also, it's it's about being able to show ads that are relevant to the users as well, which is ultimately what brands want to do too. So I think it's a really exciting new place that we're getting to now um, and it's something that the whole business is really gearing towards and um, together which is fundamentally the only way that this is this is going to work and it's really for you it's really following where the viewers are going now into all the digital platforms yes exactly exactly so you alluded to this earlier and say you know it took a, a little uh, a time some time to to get there what, what has been the the journey uh, to come to this and you know and, and in some ways what's coming next yeah it's it's definitely taken a long time um since way before i started in at channel four but uh, been thinking about it since around 2015 um but to be honest we we prioritized solving other advertiser challenges, um, which at the time has been about activating, them being able to activate their first party data. Um, you know, with the demise of the cookie, and obviously that that, that has since changed, um, but that was one of the biggest challenges that were facing um, our advertisers and, and buyers at the time. As a result of that, we introduced Brand Match, which was our um, ability, our, our product that gives us the ability for brands to bring their first party data match with channel fours to be in a in a really privacy compliant way using infosum and and be able to then target those across all four so that's been what we've been focusing on for quite a long time uh, but now we're out of that and uh, we're now starting really on the on the programmatic journey so what's taken the most of the map time i'd say checks because we need to learn from early mistakes of programmatic. It's really important to us that we protect our users. You know, people sign up to, to all four because we're a logged in um, uh, app. And it's really important that we protect our users and we make sure that they're fully aware of how their data is being used, but also how they're being tracked. It's really important. And as a result of that, we need to make sure that that doesn't leak um, in ways that we're not aware of. Um, again, which is why it's really important. We've been working with trusted partners like yourselves. Um, 
And then another point, to be honest, is that we haven't really had to rush it. Um, we have a very substantial um, uh, advertising uh, strategy and way of working now with Linear, but also you know, on the direct side as well. But that's meant that we haven't had to compromise. So, and that means kind of we can work with trusted partners rather than having to work with 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 anybody that might come along. We've done all the comprehensive checks, so we can validate all those tracking things I mentioned, and also like those legal contracts. They do take a long time to get through, so we've been able to really go through everything and be really happy and comfortable with how we're doing it when we're entering this space because it is going to grow, and what we set up now is is the way it's going to work for for a long time, hopefully. So. Um, that, that's been some of the things that have taken the most time, but ultimately we've just had to balance the commercial revenue with user protection. That's number one priority. Yeah, and get future proof as well. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But exciting times, though. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> we we almost we we pretty much at time already. Um, but before we we wrap up. I'd like to finish my podcast on a sort of more personal note. Um, uh, and I wanted just to ask you uh, if you'd like to share something that you deeply care about. Yeah, I think, and this this does sound quite on brand, but it has been such a boost to see things like the Paralympics and the Olympics happen despite everything going on this, this past like 18 months. And then uh, watching Emma Raducanu win the US Open, like it's... So I, I think I'm probably really excited about almost the return of sport because everyone's been working out in their lounges and doing their own kind of Zoom workouts. And I think seeing seeing that come back to normality is something that I'm I'm really excited about. Have you started as well your own <laughs> yeah. rituals? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really little workouts, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Charlie. That's all we have time for. Um, thank you so much for sharing all these insights uh, and bring some clarity to a rather complex topic. Mm, thanks for Alex, having me on the podcast. Most welcome. And um, you know, thank you also to all our listeners for tuning in. Um, and of course, if there are any ideas or subjects that uh, you listener you'd like to us to tackle, please let us know, uh, get in touch and send us your suggestion. So we're looking forward to our next Media Talk session. And until then, goodbye.